This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrook is brought to you by Dog Boy, Danger on Liberty Pier by Bill Meeks, a new superhero adventure. Sometimes the murder isn't the mystery. Find out more at dogboyadventures.com. from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie D. Simone, I think. And this is a good old-fashioned spoiler party <laughs> spoiler with news party. and letters and other Woo! stuff. I, I, magic juice! And magic juice, of course. How you doing, Anne-Marie? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Uh, good. Good. You're enthusiastic tonight. You're, you're bringing the levels up on the audio. I know. You're yelling at me because I'm too loud. I know. I was trying to gesture and I figured, Five hey, minutes you know ago, he told me I was too quiet. So now I'm louder <laughs> and I get in trouble. To the magic juice. You, you just can't win. You just can't win. But, uh... We're back after We're back. a couple weeks. It's been a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Been a lot of canceled recordings because somebody really, was publishing a book. Not really a lot of cancel. A lot of canceled recordings. Okay, about a solid week and a half. We just delayed it a couple of times. You just kept it, delaying. I kept going. Please, can we record? I miss recording. Well, the problem. I also in my office. I got a new desk, and I wasn't sure where I was going to put you in the setup. And plus, so I was instead, doing the book. he's trapped me amongst a black piece of fabric and a green piece of fabric and i feel like i'm in trouble you know mentioning the new book it's called dog boy danger on liberty here it's a murder mystery uh starring a 13 year old superhero a lot of fun uh you'll hear you'll hear about him later since he's sponsoring this podcast exactly i him dog boy him. himself dog boy himself not my book dog boy <laughs> no dog the boy actual himself. dog boy is sponsoring i think it was mr horum but uh, you can definitely uh, check out uh, more about that at dogboyadventures.com. And like I said, uh, we'll be talking about it a little bit later on He'll in the show. He'll be talking about it. We'll all be talking about it. Okay, we'll all be talking about it. Tap into the zeitgeist with Dog Boy. <laughs> no. Let's just, uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, if, you, if you've never been to a spoiler party, uh, we welcome. Break, uh, welcome. Uh, we break out some magic juice and we go over some spoilers. Spoilers! For, uh, you know, what's coming up on Once Upon a Time since we're in a break here. If, you do, if you're not a fan of spoilers, we won't you get... You should just not be listening because, no. Okay, the, look at the first one. Mm-hmm. The first one's major casting spoilerage. Yeah. So uh, what I'm going to say is I'm going to do my best to remember to uh, go into the show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com for this episode. This is episode uh, 59. It's called uh, Fun Day Night Spoiler Party. And uh, I'll, I'll try and put the time code where we start the feedback because we have a lot of feedback this week, too. We do have a lot of feedback. But if, if for some reason I forget to do that, one, bug me on Twitter and I'll go back and do it. <laughs> and two, uh, you can probably skip about uh, 30, 40 minutes into the episode and you should be good. For another 30 or 40 minutes of feedback. <laughs> yes, yes. Cause we, and I didn't even put it all in here. We still have some for the next episode, too, uh, which I guess we should mention here at the top. Uh, we are planning uh, – our next episode is probably going to be a funeral for our friends remembrances of once upon a time characters that have passed and uh, people have been writing in poetry and haikus and all sorts of stuff and we're we're archiving it for this very special episode so if you have a favorite character who has gone to the other side uh not fairy tale land but you know farther (laughs) sorry uh, (laughs) then uh go ahead and write us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com uh with your remembrances Yes, please. Of the dearly departed. I'll take a eulogy if you'd like to record a eulogy <laughs> for one of them. Definitely. Keep it brief, mm-hmm. but... We'll do it. Let's do it. Okay, uh, Anne-Marie, I guess we'll go go ahead and uh, now it's time On for the, the news. News. And uh, Anne-Marie, you want to take the first story here? Rose McGowan's coming back. Yes. Yay! But this time she's going to be playing a completely different character. Just kidding. She's also going to she's going to be playing young Cora again. I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, McGowan um, it has signed on to reprise her role as the youthful version of the villainous Queen of Hearts. Uh, she played Cora in the pivotal episode "The Miller's Daughter" last March, which was an origin story for the character, uh, normally played by Barbara Hershey, and also showed her death. The character hasn't been been on the show since. McGowan will return to Once Upon a Time on the 18th this season. We're getting this from Entertainment Weekly, by the way. We'll have links to all of the stories in the show notes. But 
I, I think I heard, isn't Barbara Hershey supposed to be on Wonderland? She or... is supposed to be on Wonderland. I don't doubt that she'll be on once proper. Yeah, I mean... You it... can't have her come back for Wonderland, which we'll get to that in a minute, <laughs> um, and not have her on the regular show. I... I also can see vice versa in seeing mm-hmm. Rose McGowan on Wonderland. Like going back and forth or you know, trading well, back and forth? I mean, well, I guess actually she wouldn't be there, would she? Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, never what mind. You were, I had a moment. What you were mentioning in the pre-show, uh, yeah, what did careful I if you pre-show? go to this Entertainment Weekly link. <gasps> oh, <laughs> it's a little uh, her, extreme. This picture, okay, it's Rose McGowan. We all know she's not exactly, you know, kid friendly. This picture is very <laughs> NSFW really. revealing. Yeah, a, ve- a very um, sheer. Uh, it looks blouse. chilly. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'll say. It yeah. looks a little chilly. But yeah, it, it'll be cool <laughs> to see her come back again. I'm assuming, you know, it'll probably be uh, a flashback. Although it would be kind of cool if maybe, I don't know, <gasps> oh. Barbara Hershey regenerated into Rose McGowan. This you know. isn't um, Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Harry it's Potter. Not. No, it's not Harry Potter either. We won't talk about it's that. It's not, but it's a magical world of magic. Anything can happen, right? Exactly. We don't know where they're going to on the uh, Enchanted Forest timeline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... This is – well, they have said no time travel or whatever, but – Okay, I, no time travel. What time does that travel. do? Well, I want time travel. But I, – I want Rumpelstiltskin in the year 2525 fighting people with laser guns. So our second story tonight. <laughs> Would you like to take it or shall I? Yeah, I'll go ahead and take it. Okay. Uh, ABC boss takes blame for Wonderland – this is a Wonderland story, by the way. ABC boss takes <laughs> blame for tell. Wonderland <laughs> blunder. Uh, and then stuff we don't care about. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland had no business being on Thursday night. Because tele- we never said that. I, I know. It's like, again, like they've been it's listening like to the podcast. Li- no, because if they were listening, they'd have changed it at episode <laughs> two when I was tearing them a new one. But anyway, at the Television Critics Association Winter Press Tour Friday, uh, this was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but ABC Entertainment President Paul Lee expressed regret that he didn't stick to the original plan and air the spinoff on the Sundays at midseason. Bridging the gap between the fall and spring runs of Once Upon a Time. I raised my hand. Uh, yes. Uh, nice uh, young girl, young lady in the front. Oh, I haven't been called young in a while. <laughs> um, this wouldn't have really worked as a midseason. You don't think? No. Because, bang on the microphone over there, <laughs> getting a little feisty. Um, I realized why they took such a long break. Mm-hmm. Um, like last year, we all got so mad when we only got one episode here and one episode there. And so they mm-hmm. took the big long break. Okay, well, let's see. First, we've had at least three or four awards shows on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl was last night. And we have two weeks of Olympics coming up. Um, when on Sunday night, they'd have been airing Wonderland against. Well, I, I don't know if they had started it. Shows. If they had started it right away. No. They and, wouldn't and have aired it through the holidays or something. They wouldn't have had. They wouldn't have had a whole eight weeks. You don't think? No, because hmm. it just now would have been about eight weeks, because that's two months, and yeah. they went into December. And they've been doing stuff. You know, There's the been several. stuff on almost. So I I don't know who put together the original calendar, <laughs> but there was a reason for taking such a mm-hmm. long break. Well, who, who knows? Maybe when they were originally going to have it as a. Is it something to cover the break? Maybe they were going to start once earlier or something. You know, that, that's always a possibility. That's possible. That's I'll, I'll buy that. But it's just like that's why I'm mm-hmm. in TV sadness right now because nothing is new until after the Olympics. So I got like three weeks. Yeah. See, a, a lot of Except my, for my, my TV. TV stuff has, has been new. Well, we, we got Sherlock, uh, of course. We got Sherlock really. and we lost Sherlock. <laughs> so thanks for that. And back and forth, back and forth. Um, and uh, then Community, I've, I've been watching with uh, the actual um, Ursula <laughs> in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and they, that's been pretty good. Um, I'm trying, Oops, trying sorry. Actually, you know what? Besides that, Why I haven't. Why are you talking about this? I it's this a spoiler once a, party. I know. It's a once upon a time spoiler party. Spo- spoiler parties are loosey-goosey. Not as loosey-goosey as a loosey-goosey episode oh, like last episode. that was crazy. Okay. I'm going to move but. on though. So <laughs> basically at least ABC is going, we should have never put this we on We messed Thursday. up. We messed up. Even we if should it, have listened to Bill and Anne-Marie. Yep. That, that was at the end of the article. You'll have to go to greetingsfromstorybrook.com yeah, for the show notes. For the proper edit of that article. <laughs> Okay, okay, number uh, three. And this uh, next story here, it's really more a, of a, it's a, a picture. It's a pictorial. Um, yeah, but uh, there there were some uh, 
set picks uh, taken. And this is a big, big spoiler, by the way. But it basically yes. shows a um, a normal toned skinned wicked witch uh, standing with Rumpelstiltskin out on the street in Storybrooke. So, so yeah, do with that what you want. Yeah, I mean, we kind of We've theorized all, it in the last right. episode, but I, I, I don't think anyone actually thought Rumpel was dead. Although, or in our funeral for episode, was we'll assume. Or that Storybrooke's gone because every single preview with the Wicked Witches involves Storybrooke. Oh, yeah, like her walking into Storybrooke. Walking Story on the yellow brick and, road into Storybrooke. And then there was some stuff with Robin Hood in the hospital in Storybrooke. Right. And everything, so. So, we knew we were going there, and... I'm actually guessing that she looks normal skinned because she's on set. They probably digitally add the green. You think? Maybe that's why it looks so bad. It looks horrible. <laughs> it, yeah, it, every, in every every picture. It look it the the original from the original movie. That makeup looks, looks so much better than what they're doing with her. Yes, right now. Yes, she looks beautiful insane. without the green skin. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was just for the preview stuff. Well, it was just like it. It, it just. It looked like a really bad job. It looked really patchy. It looked like if I went to do full green makeup without doing like a proper like base. bottom base or whatever, it would look like what she looked like in the preview. Yeah. Which, you know, there's plenty of time for them to improve on it, you know, up the saturation in the video editing program or Something. whatever. But I love that she looks like a witch witch. She's got the pointed hat. Mm-hmm. She's got a wand. She's got a cape. Like... I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah, her her dress in general and uh, this uh, feeds... Well, we talked about that last time, too. Yeah, but, but, but you know, it feeds into, you know, theories that various people have about her, too, that she's actually a, a fairy kind, you know, uh, was mm-hmm. related to the fairies. But she she very much, in a stylistic sense, looks like one of the fairies here. It might be the wand, too, throwing me off a wand. little bit, but... But there is also, remember that picture where she's wearing one of Regina's dresses. Mm-hmm. So she has sort of fairies slash Regina. So interesting. Yeah. What to make of this witch? The dark fairy. The dark fairy. That that is a theory that uh, we'll probably be discussing. I think um, Michael. Oh, had it in the list. Of I feedback, didn't. So. I honestly didn't read ahead. I just <laughs> looking at her. It's fine. The discuss- We're flying blind. Flying blind. Really it's am. the off season. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Next. Go ahead and take this one. Once upon a time, Jamie Chung speaks out on Mulan's gay reveal. Her heart is with Aurora. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so basically, you know, Mulan and Aurora shippers prepare to feel some feels. Back in October, Once Upon a Time stunned viewers when they revealed that Mulan was gay in love with Princess Aurora. Gay and in love. Gay and in love. It sounded like you said gay in love. And oh. <laughs> it sounded a She's lot. gay in love. Um, the twist was a welcome surprise as some viewers believed the warrior was in love with Prince Philip. But a majority of fans had hoped for Mulan Aurora romance. And when we chatted with Chung at the 2014 Winter TCA press tour, she told us how glad she was that ABC Fantasy, its creative team, decided to go there with Mulan's storyline. And she says, uh, when I was filming, it was like an ongoing inside joke between Sarah and I. Like, I I secretly really care about you, Chen recalled. And the audience as well. There was this conspiracy online like, Mulan loves Aurora. And I'm really glad that the writers listened because I really do think that's what they planned from the beginning. They're all about twist and like, why not? It felt so natural to begin with. So basically, this is confirming mm-hmm. that it, it, they were setting it up. They were setting it up, yeah. Which is interesting because I actually... Uh, I, I think it might have been on the Once Upon a Time subreddit I was going through, and someone had taken. They might have pulled it from Tumblr, but uh, <laughs> you know, they had taken Dang. screenshots of I think one of the first uh, Mulan Aurora episodes where Mulan it looks like she's you know uh, checking out uh, Aurora's oh, really? bosom area, and uh, you know, obviously it appears that you know that was probably intentional. I was like, you know, that's probably stretching it a little far, but uh, according to a uh, Mulan here, I guess they were planting those seeds right from the beginning. Nice. Which is cool. And, uh, you know, that's also cool that, one, the fans picked up on, you know, a joke between two actresses and, two, that the writers hopped on it like that. And it's – I think this is really the first hard, hard confirmation we've got that that's exactly what that was. Right. Because it was kind of – and that was one of my – It was still really light. It was – you know, it wasn't that Mm -hmm. hard. But having – excuse me, this confirmation does help. 
Yeah, and uh, which I mean, that was one of my big complaints about it was just they left it a little up in the air mm-hmm. or like a little ambiguous to where they could wiggle their way out of it. But right. apparently, uh, official as official gets. Pretty much. So we shall see what happens because I know we're not done. And this uh, next article is Aww, from what? Hold on, we didn't read further. Chung is currently a series regular on Believe, NBC's highly anticipated J.J. Abrams drama, which debuts Monday, March 10th, making a return to Once Upon a Time a bit difficult. A bit, but not impossible, I'm especially commi- since it's J.J. Abrams, uh, okay. who uh, uh, our guys worked on with Lost and everything. True. Like, they can really, hey, J.J. And then there's another sentence. Okay. Uh, I am committed to believe, but I don't think that the door is shut, Chung said. So I am hoping there is something we could do to answer those questions. Excellent. Which basically means, yeah, I'm recording this scene, but I can't really <laughs> tell anyone about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and, and with the way they've been playing that storyline, you know, they can just bring her in for like an episode or, you know, just a scene in an episode and it'll be okay. And then if Believe goes bad, she can be back full time. Well, I mean, they, they have they have to have her in there at least, you know, the pass off of Robin Hood from Mulan to mm-hmm. Regina. Because, you know, that's going to happen. Right. So, interesting. Interesting. Yes, yes. Okay, uh, this next uh, article is from TV Line. Exclusive. Once Upon a Time Bombshell. A spoiler is coming. <laughs> Uh, Ready, set, speculate. By the time ABC's Once Upon a Time closes the book on its third season, somebody will have definitively died, denied, been denied his or her chance at a happy ending because wah, wah, that character will be gold. End it. <laughs> I like how we did that at the same time. <laughs> series creators uh, Adam and Eddie tell TV Line exclusively that the fantastical series will be killing off a major character during the second batch of 11 episodes launching March, March 9th, resulting in the exit of a series regular. The okay, char- so a series regular. The character dies for real, Kitsis makes clear, at which point his or her portrayer will, make no mistake, leave the show. So, so who do you think it is? our choices are... Oh, wait a second. It also says that every cast member is a possibility except, except for Robert Carlyle, which is good. Because they agreed to rule out one person for this article. <laughs> nice. <sighs> well, you know, he's technically dead. He's technically dead, but technically not. But who, who do, who, who's your money on? Oh, man. For who's going to be the big death? Who all are... Okay, so we have Snow and Charming. And Emma. And Emma. And Regina. And Regina. And Henry and, and Hook. Hook is a regular? Yeah, Hook's, I think Hook's Hook a regular. and Bell. Bell. And Balefire. And, yeah, and Balefire. <sighs> you know. It, Rest in peace, Henry. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say my my choices are between Henry and people are going to think this is because of my shipping preference. It's not. But They're Balefire. They're killing him. See, because I was actually going to say Henry or Hook, and it really had nothing to do with <laughs> okay, the Okay, so shipping. maybe it is completely uh, influenced by our shipping preferences. But. I don't want Hook to die. Well, it, it, we, 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 I guess we can agree that it has to be one of the two, probably. If, if it's not Henry, it's one of those two, because I don't think they're going to kill off Belle. And they're definitely not killing off Snow or Charming at this point. See, it, the thing is, if they because of... Off camera stuff. If they killed off Snow or Charming, they would have to have to kill off Snow and Charming. I don't think they'll kill both. Actually, though, and I hate to say it, but killing Snow wouldn't be like I don't want her to die, Mm -hmm. but it'd be really good plot wise because she's all prego and stuff. Yeah, and I mean, maybe she like dies in childbirth (sighs) or something. Killing Snow White would be major. Major, major, major. And, you know, obviously with her being pregnant and everything, she might have a reason to want to leave the show at least temporarily until they figure out some way to bring her back. Yeah, but if they're they're killing, they're killing. Yeah. But I I I think she's too intricate, though. Like she's too in every story. I I can't see them killing one of them unless they kill both of them. And I don't see them killing both of them. Yeah, and they didn't say two major characters. Well, if they said two major characters, then you automatically know it's them. Yeah, yeah, and I don't. I definitely don't think they're going to kill Bill. I just hope if it's one of the Disney princesses. Uh, characters that we get to see like the big like like I've been talking about the Avengers of Disney princesses going to like roll yeah. in on a battle or something you know Belle, Aurora, Mulan, uh, Snow, etc. Bring back Cinderella. Yeah but a uh, major death. Major death coming. Very I like how answer. nobody we're like nope not gonna be Emma. <laughs> Why? Because it's her show. Well yeah she's the main character. Oh, wait, oh they have reasonings. 
They do. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, definitely not. Okay. You want to take this next one? Sure. I don't know. Where was I? Is this Hollywood Oh, this reporter? is a kind of just a bunch of stuff. Okay. I like bunches of stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, it's not long before Emma realizes she's been living a lie. Executive producer Edward Giddens tells THR of the March 9th return. So basically, she's going to know within an episode or two. Mm-hmm. I'd say one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they can't. It, that, they that can't hit, drag that on. Yeah, it hits so many similar beats that they can't really keep it going for a while. One thing I thought was interesting in here mm. is uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and read this section here. Sure. Uh, they're, they're asked, uh, you know, how much they knew about what the the f- mid season finale was going to be mm-hmm. beforehand, and uh, Eddie says, well, "We knew we were going to do, do that. Every year, usually, you start getting ideas for one season. You kind of have things in your head, but by the end of season." two we started to see three and then what we do is called a mini camp in between seasons where the writers come in for three weeks and we just plot it out so for us we wanted episode 11 to feel like a series finale so people would say what are they going to do next which is what everyone was saying yeah they really did it mm -hmm. they really did it they pulled it off and uh, then Adam goes on to say, uh, that's the question we wanted people to be asking. How are they going to get out of this one? What's it going to be? And then we're really excited for the audience to see a new paradigm for the show that will hopefully feel familiar in a nice way, but new in an exciting and intriguing way. So I, I just thought that was, that was uh, nice to point out uh, that, one, it, there was a reason it felt so much like a season, series finale. And uh, two, uh, it looks like uh, we're, we're going to get – they're going to – Going to kind of be playing jazz on the format, it feels yeah. like, a little bit. And uh, giving us kind of familiar situations, but in new lights and new perspectives and things, which is really cool. Neep. Did you see anything else in here you wanted to hit um, on? No. I don't think so. Um, is this the last we've seen of Neverland or Storybrooke? Neverland? Absolutely. We hmm. will definitely glimpse Storybrooke. Glimpse. I think we're gonna. I think we're be gonna spending ninety percent of our time in Storybrooke because now there's probably no dividing line between Storybrooke and Fairytale Land. I would assume. We don't know. This is true. Things we don't. We don't know, know anything. Oh wait, will there will there be more Captain Swan moments in the second half of the season? And uh, Eddie says, "I certainly hope so." She's got many suitors, and I want to know if any of them have a shot. <laughs> and then Adam says, "The thing about Emma is she's a tough cookie, and for anyone to crack her, whether it's Captain Hook or Neil, or someone to be determined." Don't even dun, dun, start. Dun. Listen, I'm not bringing on another co-host. It's not going to be an easy road of it. So. Okay, did we ever anticipate that the shipping would be easy? No, we didn't. <laughs> as long as we don't make this like a love parallelogram instead of a love uh, triangle, <laughs> I'm good. A love matrix. Matrix. Like. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, yeah, but uh, um, definitely, and there's a lot of a lot of more good little bits. We just picked out a few of those, but it's go read a, it. Yep, greetingsforbrook.com for stuff. And uh, there's also another one there, which uh, yeah, we won't get into here because I think it covers a lot of the same territory. Is that the number seven? Yeah, the Once Upon a Fan. Uh, but again, you can catch that in the show notes. I Actually, I'll scan wicka, it here wicka, real, wicka. just real Sorry. quick. Wicka, wicka. Oh, yeah. And uh, they, they also mention – uh, Eddie mentions in here that the ending for this midseason finale mm-hmm. was the only one they had on like on the table to do. So it wasn't like they ran different scenarios and decided that and was the best one. And sort of tell the – didn't even tell the cast type of deal. I love when they do that type yeah. of stuff because then they're like, ooh. So. But yeah, that's the, one, uh, that's the one to watch out for. Okay, and now this one isn't – Exactly. Before we're, we're going to get into, there's a lot of uh, episode titles out. Yes. I'm sorry. I was getting there. I was noticing they had it listed by the series regulars versus the reoccurring. I wanted to make sure we didn't miss anybody. Ow. Yeah, but there's a... Why are uh, we we're jumping ahead to that? No, I don't think there's a... Weren't we going to talk titles? Yeah, after this. Oh. I, if you're listening, this is the trailer for the if they're listening, Maleficent movie. It's an audio podcast. <clears throat> if you can hear... <laughs> Uh, it's the trailer for the new Maleficent movie with Angelina Jolie, and it looks, and it looks really good. Um, I, I believe this version of Once Upon a Dream that's playing right now is available for free on Google Play. Oh, really? If you, if you want to pick it up, yeah. I'm doing that. But uh, yeah, making my ring and it, it just looks really, really creepy. But it also it, it's interesting because uh, I well, I'm not sure if it's this one or if it was a different one. 
but they're using actual scenes from the original Sleeping Beauty movie, like intercut with scenes from uh, this live action film with Angelina Jolie. And I thought it was interesting to where they're, you know, just drawing a line in the sand. No, th- sand. Uh, no, this is definitely a movie that was uh, that's in the same world as a classic Disney movie, which I don't think they've done except for really cheap uh, direct-to-DVD animated sequels before. Am I distracting you? No, that's fine. She's dancing over there. I'm not dancing. I'm swaying. I also kind of want you, like, I'm kind of like, I'm trying to talk, but I'm also kind of like jamming to the tunes. See? Yeah. <laughs> she, she has a good Maleficent laugh, She's for sure. She's perfect for Maleficent. Mm-hmm absolutely perfect yeah but i'm sure i'm sure we're gonna have to figure out some way to go see this and uh you know do a full review when's it come out what day it comes out the 26th of blovechuber or something blovechuber blovechuber um our two-year-old knows that knows his (laughs) monks better hold on it's really not listed on the trailer that we just watched it's not you know (laughs) may 30th oh but that'll be right around May. the time once it's ended. So. It'll be after. <clears throat> Excellent. It'll be after. So we'll definitely have a good reason to come back for a yeah. old reunion tour. Yeah, but uh, check that it's... out. Uh, good stuff in there. There's a lot more trailers being released for it pretty much they've, all the time. They've had three trailers. Mm-hmm. That one is by far the creepiest, at least audio-wise. Okay, now we have we have all titles. but the, the season finale uh, titles. <clears throat> Um, let, I'll go ahead and oh. I'll read through all of them. Oh. And then we'll go through Do and I discuss them. Do I just get them. to react? Well, we'll go through and discuss them after I re- read them all off. Okay. Uh, so the first one back is New York City Serenade. The second one is Witch Hunt. The third is The, the Tower. Uh, the fourth is Quiet Minds. Uh, the fifth is It's Not Easy Being Green. <laughs> the sixth is The Jolly Roger. And uh, the seventh is Bleeding Through. And then question mark. Yeah, and then who knows? But uh, both the uh, New York City Serenade and whatever the finale is going to be are written by Adam and Eddie. Uh, Witch Hunt is Jane Espenson, and then the rest are uh, people who I'm not as familiar with. Like, I I don't – like, oh, it's written by them. This is going to be a good episode. Let's see. The guy who didn't even know. They don't write good episodes. But yeah, uh, as far as this looks, it looks like uh, there's not going to be any skip weeks, I don't think. Mm. So far. No. No. And I doubt they'll skip a week before the finale. Mm. That would be silly. Yeah. I'm, okay. But, so New York City Serenade is mm-hmm. just sort of everything coming back to its feet. Hook convincing Emma that she's a fairy tale character and everyone's fairy tale characters. Yeah. So let's get back to fairy tale land. And done. Yeah. The witch hunt. Well, welcome, Wicked Witch of the West. Villagers with torches and Storybrooke chasing after the Wicked Witch. I could dig it. Oh. Or actually with buckets, because it's the Wicked Witch of the West, and her weakness is water. Yes. <laughs> so she can never bathe, yes. or she'll die. Why she's green. Exactly. She's moldy. Yummy. Um, the Tower. Welcome, Rapunzel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Rapunzel is confirmed That's right. for the season. That's right, Rapunzel. It's not easy being... Oh, Quiet Minds. Quiet Minds. I, I have got no nothing. idea. It's not easy being green, I'm assuming, will be the Wicked Witch origin story. Yeah, probably. And uh, the Jolly Jolly Roger. That sounds like somebody could die there. I, I, no, I would assume that would be the episode where Emma and Hook are going to get married, right? Because they're going to get married on the Jolly Roger because then Hook can perform the ceremony himself because he's the captain of, of a ship. Mm-hmm. I use a truncate silence fi- filter on this podcast, but we sat there for <laughs> a full five minutes staring at each other. Uh, just, just so staring, you know. Blinking. We cut that out, though, so you didn't have to <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then bleeding through. Bleeding through. I don't know. I I almost want to say that says to me almost like they're maybe going for a metafiction thing. Maybe it'll tie into where the book came from and stories coming into the real world. Right. Re, uh, reality and fiction. Things merging. are getting blurry. Kind of like uh, <laughs> they, they did in fables uh, with the uh, the literals or another Vertigo comic that's kind of about fiction, uh, fiction about fiction called The Unwritten. Uh, where it's basically this this guy, you know, grows up knowing about a Harry Potter like character, uh-huh. and then he he finds out that he is that character, and then he like travels into the land of fiction, and it's interesting. But it, bleeding through almost says to me metafiction, 
going metafiction territory, uh-huh. which I would love, which is probably why I'm wrong, uh, because I would love it so much that I'm probably automatically thinking that way right? anyway. But yeah, and then uh, episode 63, TBD. TBD. To be determined. But uh, yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. I'm, I'm very interested to see where this is going to go mm-hmm. uh, very soon here in uh, season three. Okay, well, uh, you know what? We'll take a quick Sorry, break. Sorry, this is what happens. I'm just reading through the wiki. It's a problem. <laughs> I'm like, what have I missed? Well, well, no, it's fine. You read through the wiki. I'm going to go refill my drink and we'll, uh, we'll hear a word from our sponsor. And uh, then we'll meet back here to talk about uh, some listener feedback. How's that sound? Okay. A teenage hero hunted on the run. A titan falls, a familiar hand holds the gun. A key to his past may soon appear, a day on the water, a night ruled by fear. Mystery, revelations, and murder beware. Danger on Liberty Pier. Dog Boy. Danger on Liberty Pier. A new Dog Boy adventure by Bill Meeks. Buy it today at dogboyadventures.com slash store. Yes, uh, Dog Boy Danger on Liberty Pier. I wrote it. And uh, if you go to dogboyadventures.com dot st- or dot com slash store, dogboyadventures.com slash store, uh, it's available for 99 cents this week through a couple of different outlets on the website, on Amazon, Kindle, and everything, too. So, you know, pick it up if you want to. Um, uh, you had you found I some found uh, casting some, news, see, right? See, like I said, I was distracted by reading the wiki while we were doing the, <laughs> finishing that last story, mm-hmm. and I found stuff that we didn't even touch on. Enter like casting news, right? Like major casting news. Um, for the second half of the season, Alexandra Metz has been reported as Rapunzel. We knew this. Mm-hmm. Who Prince Charming will come to the rescue of? Dun dun dun. The role of Blackbeard was cast in January 2014, so that just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, to appear in one episode as the enemy of Captain Hook, Jolly Roger episode. I would assume, yeah. I would assume Rose McGowan will return as young Cora for the season's 18th episode, which is bleeding through. Mm-hmm. So and James Earl Jones will reprise his role as Darth Vader. No, no, (laughs) as the guy from Field of Dreams. Later in January, (laughs) it was confirmed. You just made a sports reference. I did. I know. I feel dirty. See, I feel that was more of a movie reference than a sports. It was a sports movie. Anyway, I still have a sentence. Later in January, it was confirmed that episode 18 will also feature the introduction of young King Leopold as a prince and the return of Princess Ava. Snow's mom. Oh, interesting. Leopold and Ava. Okay, so it'll be flashbacky. We're going way back. Mm-hmm. Back in the day. Oh, wait, the bleeding through the episode. The past be- bleeding through into the present? <gasps> or an alternate past? Uh, where they go back where and She doesn't fix die? Stuff. Yeah. <gasps> where they go and kill Johanna, so... Uh, I still think Johanna was in on it. That's going to be the biggest revelation in the second half of this season, guaranteed. Oh, Mrs. Johanna was uh, Cora's Patsy. (laughs) Okay, uh, we're going to get into uh, some listener feedback here. Uh, As always, you can uh, email us, uh, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Tweet us at gfstorybrook. Uh, Facebook, uh, which is always active. Uh, We always have a ton of activity over there. I got peeps over there. (laughs) Facebook.com. Facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrooke. And our voicemail number, which we love, 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 and we always play. If we can. If we can. Uh, 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And uh, remember, we're looking for remembrances of characters uh, long gone. Or not so long gone. Um, I'll take uh, a remembrance for, for Peter Pan if you feel the need. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but for our Funeral for our Friends episode, so definitely make sure to send those in because that will be probably our next regular episode. We might Next Monday. I, I think we're. I, I think I want to try and fit uh, some commentaries in sometime this weekend too okay. if we can. So. Good. Glad I had no plans. I'll, I'll force her to. She keeps procrastinating on these episodes. But, uh, you know. I'm uh, shooting daggers at him with my <laughs> eyes right now. There's this very strategically placed candle all, between us where I could injure him severely, but I won't. But we always play the voicemails. And uh, here's the first one from Anthony. Hi there, greetings from Storybrook. This is Anthony Cimentelli, and I'm a friend of Hope. And I want to thank you guys for putting my Adagio blend on the spotlight in your latest episode. Hope sent me the link like yesterday, and it was such a fantastic 
honor, and I'm gosh, I'm just speechless. <laughs> and um, I really do appreciate getting the shout out. I love that you mix different chips together and such while you're discussing theories and all. It was it was very entertaining. Also, if you're ever interested in doing another T episode with helping me, just say the word. If you or anyone else wants to reach me or give me tea feedback, critiques, ideas, whatever, uh, my Facebook name is Anthony Geller Sementilli, or you can go to my Twitter, which is SmellyCat64, or my email, which is SmellyCat64648.com. Oh, also, it's my last name. It's spelled S-E-M-E-N-T-I-L-L-I. And uh, thanks again for everything, and I hope to hear back from you, and happy holidays, and happy new year. Bye. Smelly cat, smelly cat, <laughs> they, what are they feeding you? <laughs> thank you very much, Anthony. And yeah, if, if you guys didn't catch that, when we did the season finale, epi- or the mid-season finale episode, we did a tea tasting uh, with uh, some tea, tea blends, uh, once upon a time theme tea blends that Hope had sent us. And I the- would love to to do that again yeah you know what uh season premiere might be a good time to do it i don't i haven't been over to the page uh which you can find in the show notes from that episode on greetings from storybrook.com i'm saying that all all episode tonight because mm-hmm. um, he doesn't want to look anything up he's just gonna say make you no but if it. they it, i i don't know if they're working on a wicked witch blend <gasps> oh would be please good. do a wicked witch blend that would be a good one to do as long as it doesn't have cloves we can both try it <laughs> <laughs> Because um, I'm allergic to cloves. Trivia. But thank you very much, Anthony. Yes, thank you, Anthony. It was divine. Mm-hmm. Now, let's see here. Uh, we have one more voicemail here. Oh, well, Christine uh, sent us in, a, I think, an MP3 or a voicemail. Ten minutes long. Uh, she was on our last uh, Doctor Who uh, special for Time of the Doctor. And uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, it's ten minutes long. It's kind of hard to get into it in the middle of an episode. But... If you stay tuned after the music at the end, we're going to put the full thing in there uh, for you to listen to. And again, we want to thank Christine. for Thank you, uh, Christine. We love it. Sending it in, being on the Doctor Who episode, all that stuff. And she's in China. So that's neat. That is neat. Okay. uh, Next one up here is uh, our old buddy, buddy, uh, who I won't be calling this again, Robert from Bradington. Why are you not calling him that again? Hey, Hey, guys. Robert from Bradington here. Um, You know what? It's too formal. Uh, my friends call me Bobby, so from here on out, let's, let's, uh, I'm going to be known as Bobby from Bradenton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, with all the discarded storylines from Mad Hatter, his daughter, to the home office, and her and that dragon guy, what's been your biggest disappointment of the series so far? It, for me, it would be the moment that we saw all the worlds in, in Jefferson's hat, because when I saw that, I my jaw dropped to the floor, and I was ready to take the journey on wherever the show took us, which I'm still happy with thus far. But, uh, I mean, we've only been to, like, two or three different worlds, and there was, like, 11 in that hat. So, anyway, that, that's been my biggest disappointment. And I'm uh, anxious to hear what you guys think. Anyway, enjoy the podcast. Thank you, Bobby. Bobby! Bobby from Bobby Bradington. From Bradington. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think you nailed my biggest disappointment as far as a drop plot line is probably the dragon. Yeah. Because that, that was, you know, pointing to magic existing in our world outside of the whole curse thing. Right. Uh, and, which I really wanted them to explore. And, you know, we di- obviously we didn't get the news crew at the end of uh, last season. I wanted the news finale. crew. Uh, but, you know, that would I think it would have been cool to kind of explore a hidden world of magic underneath our own. But eh, that's just me. I, 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 I definitely agree with you on Jefferson's hat. Like, I, I'm still holding out hope that at some point we might get a two or three episode arc with kind of sliders with Once Upon a Time characters. That's not happen. Like Rumpel leading a ragtag team of fairy tale characters across the multiverse. I would what really is with you that. and the ragtag teams? That is not the first time you've made that reference. Hey, ragtag teams. Ragtag. There's a lot of me giving him blank stares tonight. <laughs> I don't know what's in his fizzle bop. See, see, no, no, yeah, we're, we're, no, we're, no, sorry. We're just out of practice. We we're, are out th- of practice. This is, this is standard form. This is standard form? This is my true form. Oh. Where's <laughs> but what my was your bi- what was your biggest disappointment? My biggest disappointment. As far as the dropped plot line. Dropped plots. Um, Ariel. Ariel? Wait, do you think she's really a drop plot line, though, or just a, a delayed one? I mean, I don't know. 
I don't I like her episode was obviously very good and she has mm. had her moments but I feel like she kind of got shoved aside like super Well I mean quick. she technically she got two episodes she got the origin episode and then she got the coming to Storybrooke to you know give the message episode Listen yeah. I've wanted Ariel from the beginning <laughs> You so. just wanted to be the Little Mermaid the live action series basically. I would like this to be just a bunch of dancing princesses okay <laughs> <laughs> No I mean <laughs> I can see that, but mm-hmm. I'm greedy. I want more. I want more fairies. No, actually, you know what? You I take wanna it back. You want to go where the mermaid are. Those you want to see? Want to see him swimming? I need a sharp object. Walking around with those. What do you call them again? Dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, I'll take it back. Fine. Not Ariel. The fairies. The fairies? The fairies. Absolutely everything <laughs> about the fairies. And Nova. Bring back mm-hmm. Nova. Can we well, start a petition? Well, the, bring back Nova. The the fairies definitely feel like something that is going to, like, I, I bet, like, the last episode is going to be Fairy Palooza 2015 or 16 or whenever it ends up ending. It's too soon. I know. It's I know, way right? too soon. But, uh, you know, I, th- I, think, I think the fairies are the end game. Okay. I, I, I would, you know what I would really love? Kind of a Back to the Future 2 kind of thing where we go back through the entire series and see what the fairies were doing in the background. The <gasps> okay, I'm okay time. with that. I'm you okay know, just with that. Kind, you know, the, what, 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 what were uh, Blue and August talking about that one time? Yeah. And, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. That would be very interesting. That would be cool. <clears throat> I like it. Would you like me to read Amy's? Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll do Amy's. You can do Michael's here. Okay. okay. Uh, first up is Amy Bachman. And uh, she says, hey, I just listened to your most recent podcast and I wanted to clear something up for all of you in case some someone oh, else hasn't this. already pointed it out. LOL. Again, our listeners always correct us, which is awesome. Uh, she says, but Hook does not have his hook on when he goes to Emma's door. And you went back and checked this. I right? went back and checked. She he has right. his fake hand on. I'm slightly he looks obs- so fake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slightly obsessed with the Emma Hook pairing, so you can thank my knowledge on the millions of gifts I've seen of that whole scene. Oh, and just face. oh, and just one tiny comment about people in general that seem to need Hook to die to make Neil Emma possible. You all drive me batty. <laughs> I mean, is it that? That serious that is that seriously the only way you can see that pairing happening is if Hook was removed from the picture completely. If Neil and Emma love each other, then it wouldn't matter if Hook was alive or dead; they could still be together. I have a friend in real life that loves Emma Neil as much as I love Emma Hook, and not once has she said that she thinks Hook would need to die to sacrificing himself for Emma Neil to be happy. She also hasn't brought up the fact that Emma Neil have Henry either, since neither one of them really have ever been in henry's life and i thank you very much amy for writing in and i guess we're 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 part of the bad bad side here. i don't need anybody to die those are just our guesses yeah i'm just assuming if a major character is gonna die that's that's who i'm calling just because it, it i don't know maybe in a sense those are the two i could live with losing in the long run i couldn't i couldn't live with losing both of them but out of all know. out of all the main set of characters, those are those two are one of the two I could uh, see losing, especially if they flesh Hook out really good in, in the second half of this season. You know, with his own episode isn't... against Blackbeard, I'm not advocating Hook's death. Trust me, I'm still uh, Captain Swan through and through. You uh, you cut my vein and uh, little, a little Hook, little Emma and Hook heads fall out. It's interesting. Um, we should test this theory. Hold still. <laughs> I'm violent tonight. Sorry. Blood magic. Blood magic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, it's a, it, it's a guess. I, I I don't think either of them need to die for the other pairing to happen. But that's kind of where I see it going at this point because I I think those are the people who are expendable. I think Henry's expendable. Henry is very expendable. Let's kill Henry. <laughs> Especially Let's kill the beast. Sorry, <laughs> I, I still wish they would have had Robbie K just playing. Yes. From, oh, why didn't you listen to us, Adam and Eddie? That would have been awesome. Totally. Uh, but okay. uh, thank you very much for writing, Amy. Thank you you Amy. want to take uh, Michael's? Michael Losero. Sorry. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know if you got my tweet about my theory about Elphaba. Elphaba. Okay. Being the black fairy or not. Oh, this is why you wanted me to read this because I came up with the same theory on my own. Yeah. Um, or not. Haven't fish- finished listening to the new podcast yet. Um, if not, thought I'd bring it up here as a theory to think about. If so, just ignore this paragraph. <laughs> I will not ignore you, Michael. Um, I wanted to bring up another theory I found interesting, though. Also, probably highly unlikely that no one else that I've heard or read has come up with about Greg's shadow. Since we know shadows are released when the shadow is destroyed. Wait, shadows are released when the, oh, the shadow uh is destroyed. We know that Greg's body was likely decomposed by now. His shadow is now free in Neverland without a body. What if this is the origin of the original shadow? Uh Kind of like a cyclical? Yeah, Yeah, cycle thing. Yeah. And what if Greg is the new shadow with a capital S and will start bringing children to Neverland again? Like I said, unlikely but creepy and fun to think about. Thanks and take care. I do like that. It is fantastic, but we're not going back to Neverland, so we'll never know the answer. But Greg's shadow could be, you know, Chekhov's shadow. You know, kind of like Chekhov's gun. (laughs) (laughs) You put it in the drawer and see uh, act one, it has to come out by act three. Greg's shadow shows up in this season finale. Like season four finale. Yeah. It just comes back out of nowhere. And he's like, I'm the guy from Empire Records. But I, it, oh, and then he was on like an episode of CSI or something like two weeks ago, and I was like, "Ooh, I know you." He got a new job. He got a new job. Uh, but uh, thank you, Michael, for uh, writing it. And he had some other, uh, some more uh, detailed theories about that. But uh, we're gonna save those for a later episode, just because we have so much feedback. We still have like I have a full full inbox. It's insane. It's really crazy. But okay, let's see here. <clears throat> this one's from Jasmine, and uh, she's, I already don't like this one, Jasmine. She says, hey, guys, love, love, love your podcast. I just started watching once this season and marathon seasons one and two on Netflix. Good girl. I can't wait until the season break is over and we hear more from you guys. Well, you get a little bit right now. Uh, (laughs) But I have this theory. I know I am reaching here and Anne-Marie probably won't like this. Love you dearly, Anne-Marie. Love you too, Jasmine. But... Everyone is saying that when Hook tried to kiss Emma at the end of the last episode to break her curse and bring back her memory, that it failed because he wasn't her one true love. Well, explain to me how Cora was not able to remove Emma's heart. Emma, being the savior and all, might be something far different from the other characters. Maybe she is the author of the book? Is that what we will find out when, sadly, the series finally comes to an end? Will she wake up in bed next to Bob Newhart with her (laughs) laptop falling onto the floor? Maybe she is writing this story for her child. Henry, I would personally hate to see it end in reality, but it makes sense. What do you think, Bill and Marie? Uh, keep up the good work. I uh, thank you very much, Jasmine. I completely anticipate Bob Newhart making an appearance. That, oh, Bob so Newhart good. would be great. So good. I, I would see, love to see him as anyone. I, uh, I Simple Simon. Himself. Simple Simon the Pieman uh, would be a good choice. Uh, trying to think anyone. Oh, what's that? A. King Thrushbeard would be good. <laughs> really bring him back to Thrushbeard again. Yeah, yeah. Got to respect the Thrushbeard. I know, but I also kind of like that idea about like Emma writing the book after the fact yeah. or something. That's but again, pretty cool. But again, that would also uh, – and just like Michael's theory actually, a lot of people seem to be doing like these kind of like cyclical mm-hmm. uh, theories that would unfortunately involve time travel. But they could totally be doing a red herring yeah. For the past couple of years, seeing no time travel. Maybe their end game involves time travel. Who knows? Or maybe they're. Maybe, maybe they're to them making... it's not time travel because you're not going bloop, bloop, bloop and traveling. Maybe maybe they have her reincarnated as herself or something to work around it or a spells cast. Something. Yeah. Well, a portal took her to a different whatever. Because mm-hmm. we never know where they. We erased everyone's them. memories of the past three years. So... And so they actually happened, but no one knows they did. So they kind of didn't. So nice. some sort of workaround like that. Uh, but thank you very much for writing in, Jasmine. And, uh, you know, uh, Lee wrote in this uh, a big email here. So, you know, read as much as you feel you can and then we'll take it from there. How long? Oh, oh, Lee. Lee. <laughs> Sorry, I just scrolled. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So I'd like to preface this with two mentions in three weeks. Not bad for a new listener. <laughs> now, into it. I like the fact that Anne-Marie liked my season and episode references. I was not sure if it was a little too OCD or not. No, 
It is never too OCD because we're not that good at that type of stuff. <laughs> um, I know you're not Lost fans, but I feel the same way about once that I did about Lost. There are just as many small details to events or characters that play into the whole. For example, my theory on the on the on that the fairy that was Cinderella's fairy godmother. She had less than a minute of screen time, but was referred to in several episodes as one-liners. I hope that this plays into the whole story and that they don't lose sight of the unanswered questions, such as, where did Pan get the picture of Henry? Oh. This is true. Things I don't think about until I... Anyway. Um, glamour shots. Glamour shots. Are those even still around? I, I wanna, think so, yeah. I want to go do a glamour shot. Let's do that for the new uh, podcast <gasps> artwork. <laughs> Glamour shots. I need some gold lame stat. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, where did the Dark One power originate? Oh, good question. Yeah. Who was the dragon? Uh Mm -hmm. And how did you use the magic in A Land Without Magic? I hope that all of these and more play into the bigger overarching storyline, but I have faith in Adam and Eddie. They have done well so far. Now, your most recent, well, as of when you wrote this episode, Hope Floats. I'm glad to hear that you were okay, Bill. I was indeed one of those people worried <laughs> about what had happened and kept checking Facebook to find out. Oh, yeah. He's, the he's, he's referring to my tooth thing where I, ba- I basically became the elephant man for about a week. I could have been uh, – no, the elephant man was real. I was going to say <laughs> – The elephant man was real. He, he was a storybook character. Um, no. 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 John Merrick was real. Uh, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, thank you for the concern. Yes, I'm I'm feeling great now. Um, Except wonderful. when I punch him in the jaw. Yeah, but they, you know that that happens on occasion. It happens. He acts up. Got to smack him around a little. Well, you know, I I, I I give as good as I take. I give as good as I take. And this is why I carry sharp objects. The oh, the one rule of a, a Fight Club. You don't, you don't talk, talk about, about Fight, Fight Club. Club. Darn it! Well, I, I guess we should start one. a new club. Okay. <laughs> Fight Club Two. <laughs> And now you talked about it. Okay. In the episode, you mentioned when the knife twists and Malcolm's back, I wish Facebook messages allowed for footnotes. Cora referred to wait, referred to it as Chris Stagger in season two, episode 14, where she and Regina left Hook in the library to dig up the knife. There were so many Chris knife, knives in Arabic mythology and more refers to the shape of the knife and the amount of times the blade waves back and forth or lux. Um, this number is always odd, as is the case with Rumpel's dagger. Interesting. I learn something new every day. Yeah, very, very informative. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it more as tearing the fabric or some of something, possibly into the realm where the Dark One's power emanates. Remember in Season 1, Episode 19, Blue says to Bay about his father, his powers do not belong here. Maybe this is where Stiltskin Jr. and Senior are <laughs> sent and would be a great way to reintroduce Robbie Kay. Just a hopeful thought. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Hold on. I scrolled way too much. Wait, we go to one, two, five. Um, two. The book was not really meant for Henry. Blue says in this episode, what are you doing? Stop highlighting things. Sorry. Um, our story will reveal itself. This, when they are talking about Emma, this tells me that Henry was just a, how do you pronounce Conduit. That? Conduit for the information that Emma needed to break the curse, not the intended recipient. My thoughts on the book itself is that part of the fairy's final preparations would be satisfied with a short scene of them casting a spell or blessing, stating that it was a loophole for the story to be told when needed. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's kind of made by magic. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's what they're yeah. at least outlining, yeah. which is interesting. Here, I'll take this point five and then we'll go ahead and move on to the next one because, you know, very long email. Very long. Uh, which, you know, I read and I enjoyed but I don't think we can both read it out loud right now. We're, getting, we're, we're out of practice. We're out of practice and running low on magic juice. <laughs> okay. Just and uh, finally, Lee says, you mentioned the cuff that Rumpel used to tried to use on Pan. It was the same cuff that Hook stole from Cora to climb the beanstalk and the one that Regina, Regina, Regina. Had, <laughs> Regina had used on her. You weren't sure how it was removed. It was blue. Uh, telling everyone how, that now it was removed, she would be okay. I don't know how we got it from Blue after this, but it only strengthens my theory that Blue and Rumple are more in cahoots than anyone I, anyone is led to believe. Which one I forgot? I completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, two, I you know it definitely does point to uh, you know them 
working together, or at least working with knowledge of what the other one's secretly doing behind the they scenes. They each know the end game. So blue capture memories. Let's, but just, I, let's just stay it. And then Ali, uh, male Aquarius, I just says, hope all is well with you. And I look forward <laughs> to having contact with other oncers during this winter of my discontent, a.k.a. the midseason break. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much, Lee. And uh, Amory, you want to take us out with Sarah, Sarah. Sarah's letter? Sarah Watson. Um, I was finally able to watch the mid-season premiere. I'm going to guess finale. finale of once only two and a half weeks later. How did you wait two and a half weeks? What was happening? Did you have a baby? Because that really is your only reason. The holidays? It was only an hour. Um, anyway, sorry, judging over. Um, and I have a theory about the book. I think the fairies, mainly blue, wrote the book before the curse, i.e. the pre-curse preparations that they had to make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And magic. Magic. Nice. Mm-hmm. Magic did to appear once someone started questioning things, i.e. Henry wondering why he was seemingly the only one moving ahead in time. It makes sense that blue said to pregnant snow in the flashback. I hope we see the book again. And is used to jog Emma and Henry's memories. Oh, oh, I see ship in all capital letters. Um, also, I wanted to officially throw my hat in one of the ship rings. I have been struggling with the Emma ship throughout the season. I was initially fully on board with Team Anne-Marie because I fully supported mom, dad, and kid as one big happy family. Excuse me. As the season progressed, for reasons <laughs> I cannot explain, I have now jumped ship Swanfire and climbed aboard Team Bill Meek's Captain Swan ship. Woo! Okay, that that hurt. Yeah, that hurt. That hurt you. That made me feel wonderful. I had been planning on writing in it to you guys over a month ago, but seeing as how I just watched episode 11 about two days ago, it shouldn't surprise anyone that I'm coming late to the party. Smiley face. (sighs) Love you guys. And Bill, I can sympathize (laughs) with the exploding face tooth agony. I had the same thing happen almost two years ago, and it was torture. You ain't kidding. Uh, I was able to have the tooth repaired, though, so I didn't have to have stitches. But they did initially try to lance my gums up to drain the swelling, which didn't work. I hope you were feeling better. I definitely am. I'm pretty much I'm 99.9% back to normal. It's still not completely healed, but I'm doing very well, Sarah. And uh, thank you very much for writing in. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. And you're on the right ship. I'll tell you that. On the good ship. The pirate ship. Oh, man. I've sang twice tonight. I'm sorry. (laughs) I I sang once, too. I know. What's wrong with us? (laughs) Would you like to build a snowman? Man, this is so unusual. Us singing on the podcast. (laughs) That has never happened in the world. Ever. Anybody else obsessed with Frozen? Uh, Show of hands. We're both raising our hands hands. here. I want to go see it again with the bouncing snowflake and sing along. (laughs) Really bad. Maybe... uh, I was going to say we should have a Frozen special, special, oh. but we're already overcommitted. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I guess that's about it. Again, you can uh, write us in greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. You can tweet us at gfstorybrook. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. Uh, always the first place to find out what's going on with the podcast and the first place to talk with your fellow listeners. And uh, voicemails. Would you like to build a snowman? 424-274-2352. Would you like to build a snowman? 424-274-2352. I know, Amory, where can people find you online? Let it go. Let it go. Um, sorry, you can find me on Twitter. Give us your email address. <laughs> no, I'll give you my Twitter handle, though. Okay. I'm at AMD Simone. Um, you know, I'm there. I'm hanging out. Excellent. Excellent. That's pretty much it these days. And uh, as mentioned earlier, um, you can find my new book, Dog Boy Danger on Liberty Pier, a big uh, superhero murder mystery at dogboyadventures.com slash store. You can find me on Twitter at Bill Meeks, Google Plus, Google.com slash plus Bill Meeks. And uh, you He's know what? a lot of practice. I'll throw, that I'll was throw easy. on my YouTube too. YouTube.com oh, slash Meeks oh. Mixed Media. You can find some stuff I've done up there, including the Dog Boy trailer. And next up is Funeral for Our Friends. Gus, <gasps> uh, So, you know, if you have Gus, Gus, Rip Gus, Gus. Rest in peace, 90% of the episode is going to be us discussing Gus, Gus. It's going to be us just going, <gasps> Gus, Gus. Gus. But, uh, so please give us something else. Otherwise, you're probably not going to listen. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, join us for that for, uh, you know, so we can, you know, just discuss our memories of uh, people who have left us over the past few years on Once Upon a Time. Uh, so yeah, check for that in about a weekish. And I guess until next time. Greetings, greetings from, from Storybrook. Storybrook. What a fun.
booking spoiler party. Would you like to build a snowman? <laughs> Wonder how many frozen, yeah. how many frozen references <laughs> can I make this week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's me, Wario. Hello, Bill and Emery. This is uh, Squishot. Remember that 17-minute-long feedback? Yeah, that was me. I'm sorry, but thank you guys so much for sticking in at the end. It's really appreciated. Um, First things first, I... I'm, it's so good to know that you guys are okay, because I've been refreshing my podcast thingy for the entire week. I was like, uh, when are they coming out with the new episode? I was waiting for it. So it's really good to hear you guys doing the Going Home episode. Mm, I hope, Bill, your health is, is on, the, on the mend, because I actually went to the dentist too last week to get my wisdom t- tooth out. And then, Anne-Marie, um, good luck with your new job. Um, that's, that's always exciting. I would like to say that this half season of Once Upon a Time is definitely the best half season so far. There were some things that I feel, unlike you guys, I feel like there were some things that could be improved on. You know how Blue just suddenly jumped out of her coffin. I thought that was super, super tacky. It was just, it was very, I know they had to do it for time restraints, but it was just very badly done in my opinion. Um. And the best scene of all definitely was when Robbie Kay and uh, Robert Carlyle, that scene when, when uh, Pan was kind of beating Rumpelstiltskin up, <laughs> it was just so good. It was just a better performance from either of them I could not have asked for. That is That just totally blew me away. It was It was a very... Where the season will go from here, I don't know. I, I, they have to tread pretty lightly though to, to prevent it from being a rehash of the old season, of of a uh, of what season one was about. So, the other issue I wanted to talk about. You guys say that you are looking for a fourth host for your Time of the Doctor podcast this coming Saturday when after time of the doctor has aired i personally think that i could be a good fit <laughs> because okay here here are my reasons i'm female check female perspective i am familiar with all of the new who basically since the revival in 2005 check i am not as familiar with the old who but i have spent a lot of time reading the tardis wiki core I have I've definitely listened to a lot of episodes of the Doctor Who podcast. I am a fan of Matt Smith, definitely a fan of Matt Smith. Uh, the 11th Hour is definitely my favorite episode of Doctor Who. I've also heard that Stephen Moffat is going to tie up a lot of loose ends in Time of the Doctor. How he is going to tie up so many loose ends, going spanning back so many years, I have no idea, but... He never ceases to amaze with all his great writings, such as with Blink um, and all that uh, good stuff. By the way, you guys need to go back and rewatch Silence of the Library. Because once you get the whole story that comes after it with River Song, you know, the whole, the whole, uh, what she becomes. And once you, because when you watch Silence of the Library all those years ago with, with David Tennant, it was like, who is this girl? Who who is she? Who is River Song? You don't really connect to the character as much. But then when you go back now, after you've known her, you go back to watch Silence of the Library and and the and the the, the two part story basically. And that scene where she goes like, "Don't you dare! Don't you dare rewrite any of the times we've had together. Time not those times. That those times cannot be rewritten." That was just so epic it just made me want to cry all over again because it was like you really connect with uh river song as a character and then it was just oh tears man okay never mind just sidetracking a little bit um i've watched all of matt smith's episodes more more than once (laughs) more than twice actually i'm not gonna say how many times but including christmas specials including all the uh a lot of the fluff stuff that that you want to 
I, I guess you would say. My only concern is I would like a confirmation on the on because uh, you mentioned that you were going to do the podcast on Saturday. So anytime Saturday for me is good because I personally am located in Shanghai in China. So it's GMT plus eight. I personally wouldn't mind waking up in the middle of the night to do it, but I would need a、uh, confirmation on the time where you would be able, where when you would be able to record. I guess you would say I am not. I I've never done a podcast before. I have to be completely honest. I I've never done a podcast before, but I have some very. I guess you would say I've always there's it's a podcast is something that I've always wanted to do. So if I don't know if you guys want to do an interview with me or something to see what I would be a good fit for your time with the doctor episode, I just I just feel like it would be、uh, it would be very fun for me and I definitely I I, I would definitely feel like.、Um, I'm I'm blabbering on a little bit, am I not? I promise I won't do that during the episode. It's just, it's just if if you guys are going to be leading the discussion, then obviously I will be injecting with a lot of my thoughts, and I ha- I have an idea of.、Uh, so let me let me please let me know what you think of my application. I guess you could call this, um. And、uh, and if if you have any follow up that that questions you guys want to ask me or or anything like that, please please please、um, email me back. Thank you so much for for considering me, and I, and I hope to hear you guys hear from you guys soon. Oh, and by the way, keep doing a great podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I almost forgot about that. <laughs>